Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Come on, son, 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 what up y'all this is ed love it's time for another come on son the podcast man y'all always ask me about uh doing different things with my podcast and i try to do different things with my podcast to try to open people's mind up and enlighten them just a little bit more about what's going on in not only in hip-hop but in life period you know that and um our podcast this whole podcast of course is is uh you know sponsored by cigarsinternational.com you go to cigarinternational.com right now it's uh you know a little after father's day or whatever you can get 10 percent off your entire purchase by putting in my code when you make a purchase at cigarinternational.com that's ed ed 10 one zero o f f ed 10 off 10% off your entire purchase, right? Cigarinternational.com. Now, this is going to be a different Come On Son podcast than y'all used to me doing because a lot of times y'all used to me doing classic hip-hop artists and you know me for classic hip-hop, but hip-hop has changed and it's evolved and it's different. And you can't live in 1993 or 94 or 95 or 96. And we love to call it the golden era. It is one of the most creative eras of hip-hop altogether but hip-hop changes and evolves just like when you were young and it was your music your parents didn't understand your music and sometimes you're not supposed to understand the music that comes after you just supposed to embrace it and let it live because we have a lot of great artists out there we got a lot of great young producers out there that's doing a lot of work in hip-hop and bring the music that they love and the music that they love like to the masses and one of those People are joining us today right here on the Come On Son, the podcast. My man Zaytoven's in the building. Grammy Award winning producer. What's up, brother? Come on, son. Come What's on, up? son. <laughs> Checking in. What's up, hey, I'm we good, doing? brother. How you doing? I'm doing what did you? What did you win your Grammy for? Uh, Usher. Papers. Um, okay. First time working with Usher. Um, you know, the, the I did the first single. The, the song went number one faster than all his other songs went number one. And, uh, you know, he got a Grammy for the album. I got a Grammy. For, for being a uh, part of the project. Oh, that's great. How yeah. did that project come to pass for you? How did you end up working with Usher? Uh, you know, I'm a I'm a first of all, I'm like a trap producer. I right. was known as more of an underground trap producer that worked with guys like Gucci Man and OJ the Juice Man. Almost kinda like the lower level guys of the rap, you mm-hmm. know, at the time. 
And at the time, I was just, I started getting on fire. Gucci Man started getting on fire. OJ started getting on fire. Guys like Gorilla Zoe and Young Ralph and a lot of guys, you know, guys that's from Atlanta. Like, I was doing all their music. Like, when they come out with a mixtape, it's Zaytoven doing all the beats on all the projects. Okay. So, you know, you listen to Atlanta radio, you know, you got the countdown. So you got the hot 7 at 7 or the top 8 at 8 or whatever. And then those songs, you you hear, yeah, out of seven songs, six of them would be like songs that Zaytoven produced. Right. So I think that that really um, got the attention of Sean Garrett. Sean Garrett is a is a writer. You know, he was writing for Chris Brown, Usher, and all the guys. And he reached out to me. But mind you, I'm still a producer that, you know, at my mom's basement, guys come to my house, we record. I ain't thinking about, I didn't know who Sean Garrett was. And I don't even think, I didn't believe it's real that, uh, a big time writer, somebody like Usher, will even want music from me. But I'm gonna give you the tracks anyway. Oh, oh, Usher want to do something? Or you want to write my tracks here? Take them. You know. Right. You know. So he came back and said, "Hey, man, we got a smash for Usher." He was telling me this for maybe six to eight months. Okay. Yeah, you know what I mean. But I'm like, yeah, okay. I ain't never talked to Usher. I ain't never seen him. You ain't introduced me. I ain't, you know, I ain't heard him sing the song and then so, okay, whatever, man. You know? Right. Until it became like, hey, Zay. Uh, he, you know, he sent me the song he wasn't supposed to send. He sent it to me like, I'm gonna send you a piece of it so you see what's going on. And once I heard it, I'm like, oh, it's for real. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's one thing to feel like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be a part, part of Usher album, you know, because growing up I listened to Usher. Mm -hmm. You know, the girls at high school you say, oh, you look like Usher. Yeah, you, you know? do look like Usher. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so you know, the working with him or doing a song with him was like, you know, unreal. So so after I after I heard the little piece, I'm like, all right, cool, I'm gonna be on this album. Then it comes to be like, no, this is gonna be his first single. This is gonna be the song that he come back with. Oh wow. So then it just, you know, now, you know, I start smelling myself like, okay, man, I just did a song with Usher. Right. I remember MTV coming to my house and they was they wanted to, you know, talk to me about what I got going on, what I got going on new. I wasn't supposed to talk about the Usher song because it wasn't really all the way official yet. Mm -hmm. But I know People was tired of hearing me say, "Oh, I'm I'm working with Gucci Man. I'm working with OJ the Juice Man." Like you know, we know that already. What else you doing? Mm -hmm. That's when I start saying, "Yeah, I got Usher new, <laughs> I got Usher new <laughs> single." Which I know I shouldn't have let it out the bag at the time, but that's all I had to say. Right. So I was just hoping and praying, like, man, please let this be his first single, because I didn't told the whole world. I did Usher a uh, new single. Wow. And it all happened. So. Wow. And then you end up in winning a Grammy Award. Let's yeah. take it back mm -hmm. to the beginning. Let's take it back to Xavier Dotson, Dotson. not mm -hmm. Zaytoven. Mm -hmm. When did you first get involved with music, and what inspired you to start playing music? Well, I think Xavier Dotson is always uh, is here more than Zaytoven. Like Zaytoven is like I don't. That's not even a guy I I try to be. It's just somebody you know something I didn't turn into. Okay, Zaytoven is a take on Xavier and Beethoven. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so it's like Xavier Dyson is that's like who I am. I'm, uh, the reason I got into music is, you know, I, I'm I'm a church going guy. I've been in church all my life. My dad's a preacher. My mom a choir director. Wow. So you're in church all the time. Mm -hmm. You got to find something to do. You're in church. You know three, four days out of the week. Right. So you're going to start playing with instruments. As a young kid, I started playing with the drums. All the boys want to play the drums, so that means I got to wait in line. I got to wait to play one song. Well, let me go play with the keyboard. Let me play the piano so I can, you know, I can probably play that more. So that's what got me into music. Okay. So I've been doing music, and I still play at church, you know, three times a week. Oh, know, wow. To this day. Really? Yeah, 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 definitely. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So, so your, your, your father's a, a pastor. Mm -hmm. Your mom is head of the choir mm -hmm. so 
playing music, music is just a part of your your fabric of who you are. That's exactly who I am. But how is mm-hmm. how does a church going young man becomes the trap guy? I, I I you know what? I don't even know. It's like I didn't I you know I was almost I remember when I I you know I wasn't allowed to listen to to rap to secular music, music secular at all. Music, Especially no music with no cussing in it. I remember, boy, I used to leave my radio on. My dad coming there and hear that. Like, boy, what in the world? You lost your mind. Right. You know what I mean? But as a, you know, when you start becoming a teenager, you start hearing that stuff. It's just almost come. You get infected with it. Like, man, this stuff sounds so good. I remember hearing Dr. Dre, the, you know, the Chronic album. Mm-hmm. I got to sneak and listen to it, but it's just, it's almost, <laughs> you know, it's doing something to me. Just the way it was put together, the music, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So, that's what kind of got me into liking that music. I was just a fan of that music. Okay. Never thinking I'd be a part of it or making no beats or none of that stuff. Right. But, you know, but being a musician, you know, as as I got older, I started buying keyboards. Keyboards where you can make drum, make little beats in them, you know. Mm-hmm. So you're doing that for fun. But now, okay, now I might want to rap on this beat just for fun. I'm not trying to, you know, make it in no music business. Oh, my little brother want to rap. Oh, my cousin want to rap. So now we just making I'm making beats for us to rap on the karaoke machine at the house. Oh wow. That turned into a hobby. Guys from the from the school, we coming over, we making songs. Uh-huh. Then that turned into somebody say, uh somebody wanna, you know, buy a beat. He got like fifty dollars, he wanna buy a beat from you to, you know, for a beat from you. So that turned into like a little hustle. Like, okay, okay. Man, I'm selling little beats here. Right. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So it started just gradually turning to Zaytoven. It's like, okay, now I'm making beats and selling them for money, you know, a couple of hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Then it get up to uh, somebody got 2000 man. He wants you to make, you know. That's where I got my name from. It was a guy named Forrest from the Bay Area. He just used to like how I make beats. And and he he came to me one time like, man, I got 2000 for you. I just want you to come in the studio and make me some beats. And, you know, as a young kid, like, you finna give me $2,000? Right, but how are you getting out of the house to do this? How am I getting out of the house? Yeah, being well, a church by boy. That, by, by that time, you know, I'm in high school. Okay. So, you know, I can kind of move. It's loosen up a little, loosen, man. It's loosen up a little bit. You know, and I can, you know, I I take the bus, I take the BART and go every, any, everywhere I want to go. Mm-hmm. You know, I leave from basketball practice, might go to the studio or this and that. You mm-hmm. know, I got, I had a little freedom, a little bit more freedom then. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, in it, but it's all in fun. You know, I'm still coming to show my parents that, oh, I made some beats at the studio, li- listen to this. You know, so it was something that they didn't know I was getting into the music I was getting into, but, you know, they was proud of me doing, you know, making beats and stuff like that. Right, right. Yeah. So you still, you're doing that. They start offering you 2000 mm-hmm. The money starts increasing. Mm-hmm. The more beats. Who was the first beat that you did that you heard on a mixtape? Uh, was an album. It really wasn't a mixtape back then. It was JT the Bigger Figure. Okay, I remember yeah, JT. JT the Bigger Figure, and his album was called Something Kind of Crucial, and and I did the title track uh for it. Uh huh. So you know, I started working with him heavy. Like you know, he the one that put me in the studio. Okay. Say, this is how you work this. This is how you do this. Here go my studio. Here you can just stay in here, and I'm finna leave. You can do whatever you want to do. Wow. So. So JT, the bigger figure, is really kind of responsible for giving you that studio yep. experience that you need because before that, you just making small beats on on, the, on, his, on my on little keyboard. Yeah, yeah, on yeah. on were you with the more money you were making, were you increasing the kind of keyboards and drum machines that you were buying? Definitely. Like I, when I, as soon as I, anytime I get any money from from playing at church, from making a beat, from I used to help offload a truck. You know, any money I got, I'm right. going straight to the Good Talk Center 
to lay away like man i want that drum machine that costs 2500 but let me go ahead and put this amount of money on it mm-hmm. until i can pay it off Right. Yeah. And the more you got, the, and well, who were teaching you on these machines? You self-taught. Yeah, I was learning. Like, I learned, if JT can show me something, if somebody else in the studio can show me something, you know, and then whatever I learn on my own. Right. So, so you're practicing all the time. You're in there. You, you, when did trap music start? Are you the person that started trap music? Or I've heard T.I. say he started trap music. I definitely didn't start trap music. Okay. Like trap, I didn't even know what trap. I didn't even know what trap. They really didn't have a name, that, did it? Yeah. Well, he did an album. I think it was called uh, Trap Music or something back mm-hmm. then. When people say that I started the type, you know, trap music or something, or what me and Gucci did started the trap uh, music. It's the type of trap music that me and Gucci has started to me. Okay. Like when you hear Ti, or if you heard Jeezy before, like they got real good quality music street music and it's you know it's called trap music right and it sounds theatrical and big and it's like because it was it was closer to hip-hop you know back then because you know everything was well put together right now the trap music that i start i feel like i i started me and what me and gucci started is the dirty unpolished not mixed right you don't understand <laughs> what he's really saying <laughs> you know you know it's real edgy because uh-huh. it's like because we don't have the money in the situations to put out our music like how they put their music out. We okay. don't got the money. We don't got. We ain't signed the Def Jam or we, you know, right. so the music that we put out, the trap music we put out, it's gonna be like Zay mixed it in his mama basement. He recorded it. You know, we recorded it in his mama basement and we put it out on mixtapes. And however it sounds, that's just how it sounds. Right. So to me, and when you think about trap, to me it got to be dirty and edgy and everything can't be all the way. Clean. Well, clean, cause then it's super you, producers yeah. on it. You got you got you know you got Manny Fresh, Fresh on it. That's too yeah. That's too good now. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's yeah. amazing how that was trap music, and now it's too good. It's too clean. It's too clean. You can't now. It's like now it's not trap music. That's good. That's just good quality rap music. Right, yeah. right. So how did how did the connection between you and uh, Gucci Mane start? Uh, I when I when I came to Atlanta, you know I. I started getting into music real heavy. Where you from originally? Well, I'm from all over. I was born in Germany. My dad was in the military, so I'm an army brat. So okay. I've been moving all my life. So, but I, I really say I'm from the Bay because that's where I spent all my high school years. That's where I got all my game from. That's where I got, you know. What a wonderful place the Bay Area the Bay is, area, too. The Bay Area. I, I tell people all the time my favorite place in California is the absolutely Bay. the Bay Area. The Bay Area to me is the the closest thing to New York City that I can it get. Is. LA is too superficial. Nah, uh-uh. It's too, what are you doing, not how you doing. The, to me, the realest motherfuckers in California, it's in that Bay, Bay Area. Bay I'm Area. sorry. I, I'm, I just love the way they, they move. I love the way they handle themselves. I like yeah. the way the appreciation for what you do is, the the, the uh, just the overall vibe of the bay, and I think it's probably because it get a little chilly out they that motherfucker. Chilly, so, yeah. <laughs> so they get, you know, they get more of those seasonal type yeah. of things the way I'm used to. So I just love Bay Area people. Like, yeah. so you started, you you spent most of your formidable years in the bay. Yeah, yeah, in the bay. So okay, so you moved it. down to Atlanta, and then what? And then how you get with Gucci? I moved to Atlanta because my parents had, my dad had retired, and he moved to Atlanta. 
You know, it's expensive to stay out in the Bay. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> so, you know, Pops retired. They moved down to Atlanta. Now, I done bought all this studio equipment that I done been laying away, spending all my money on. Uh-huh. I can't afford to stay in the Bay. I can't afford to have my own spot in the Bay. Mm-hmm. But my parents, they got a house in Atlanta. They got a basement. So I shipped all my stuff down to my parents' house and, you know, had my little studio in the basement. Okay. So that's how I met. Are you still in high school or you finished high I school? I just, fin- just okay. finished high school. Now, when I get down here, my mom and my dad are like, hey, man, I don't know what you think this is. You ain't <laughs> just start no studio. You need to go find a job. You need to do, you got to do something. Right. But I always made my money by cutting hair. I used to cut all my friends' hair in high school. I played music at the church, you know, so I might mm-hmm. play at a funeral, a wedding, you know, extra service, whatever it is. You know, that's how I was. That's how I made my money. Okay. I never had, like, a real job. I wasn't working at, you know, Burger King or, mm-hmm. or McDonald's. I was doing music you was cu- and cutting, cutting hair. hair so okay I was hustling I was hustling. that's how I, you, know. you charge for a cut back then 10 dollars 15 yeah 10 well at high school you know my buddy might got seven dollars eight dollars whatever <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that's how i got it that's how i got my money uh, so. so you get your money mm-hmm. now you're your parents house mm-hmm. your parents are like you're not going about to start no damn 24 hour studio in my basement. My basement, yeah. Right. Especially Pop. You know, he the military man. Yeah, and the minister. Man, he like, man, I come down here and tear everything. Every, <laughs> <laughs> I throw your keyboard on the ground. I don't know what you think this is. <laughs> so, how'd you get around that, Zay? Well, you know what? You know, my mom, though, my mom always, you know, kind of wanted me to excel and, and believed in me. Like, she the one made me, like, okay, you got to go to barber school. You cut hair. I'm finna take you up to the barber school, the barber college. You got to get your license. You got to do something, you know. Mm-hmm. And I and I did that. Like I didn't have no problem with that. I went to go get my barber license. I started cutting in the barber shop after I got my license. In Atlanta? Yeah, in Atlanta, first class barber shop. Okay. I got more popular cutting hair than you know than anything. Okay. Yeah. So so that turned into that's how I met Gucci. Uh, um, a friend of mine from the barber college. He came over. Like I said, we I was doing music in the basement for fun. So. My little buddy up street rap, my little brother rap, the guy from the barber college, he rap. And then Gucci came with him one time. He was my uh, buddy named Dre Malik. Mm-hmm. And he just came over with him. And he was like, damn, man, uh, you be making them beats. Boy, I got my little nephew. You know what I mean? I want, want you to make a beat for him. I got a little, you know, I'm writing a song for him. And it turned into, all right, that's cool. You going to give me a few dollars to do that? I'll do that. And his little nephew's name was Lil Buddy. He wrote the song for him. But it was something, it was some connection that me and Gucci, every time he came over, and he'll be writing a song for the guy, and he was so in love with my music. And, it, you know, when he'd go in there and rap the song for his little nephew to come back and rap it, I was just like, damn, man, this guy right here is special. Right. So it turned into, why don't you do a song? Why don't you do a few songs? And then he started recording. Then it comes to, Zay, you at the house, I'm going to come over, let's do some songs. That's every day now. Oh, wow. First thing, when you wake up in the morning, he called me 7 in the morning. Zay, you up? All right, cool. I'm brushing my teeth. I'm finna come over there. And we just doing music. That's how me and Gucci got, you know, right. real tight. So that was his, so Gucci's dedication to his craft is more serious than people give him credit oh, for. Oh, man. Dead serious about his craft. Oh, wow. Yeah. So every single day he calling you like, Every Yo. day. There's nobody that outworked Gucci. And it, and it made me a workaholic because he want to record every day. And I want to make some, I want to make songs every day. He want to make songs every day. Right. And that's the kind of people that you need around you. That's so right. when Gu- when you first met Gucci, he was just writing for his cousin. Yeah, but he was a street guy. He was like the boogeyman still around. <laughs> yeah, like you know, uh-huh. he, you know, he was the guy. That, right. 
Yeah. So. How did your fer- your parents feel about that? Well, I kind of tried to. I had to kind of hide it in certain ways. You know, you had to come through the back door sometimes. Certain people see the house would get to smelling like weed, and you know, right. They don't know. They just coming over. I'm going over here to record some music. Right. They don't so, know nothing. Mm-mm. So. I remember now working with Gucci. The, my first big song was "So Icy." Okay. Now, when "So Icy" started making noise, like my, you know, my mom kind of looked at it in a different way. I remember getting paid for the beat, like Gucci did the deal with Big Cat. So I went over there to get paid, and it was twenty thousand dollars. Now I ain't never in my life seen twenty thousand dollars. I know my dad. My dad used to pick cotton. You know, oh wow! You know, long time ago. Right. So to see twenty for me to come home, I was nervous. I was scared. I got the money because I'm walking out they studio like, man, I got. You make got it the home. money in cash? Yeah, in cash. Yeah, this cash money. Oh 20, man, twenty thousand dollars. I ain't never seen twenty. I ain't right. Never had twenty thousand dollars in cash, or know somebody who had twenty thousand. Right. In cash. So I'm nervous trying to make it home. Gucci, like, man, can are you, you drive ta- me? Are you taking the bus or you? No, I drove. I, okay. I was driving. I was driving uh, my dad's truck at the time, but. Uh, and Gucci like, hey man, you drop me off somewhere. I like, boy, I can take it nobody nowhere. I gotta go straight to the house. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I can't. I ain't. But, well, you know, so, I got twenty grand. I got twenty grand. Right, and, I, and you the boogeyman in the you, hood. Hey, man. So I ain't dropping you nowhere. nowhere. I ain't no dropping you in no trap so I can boy, get robbed. No. And plus, no, no. I don't really know you like that to trust you that you ain't gonna have your boys take my twenty thousand dollars and then give it back to nah. you. I was like, man, I'm going straight to the house. Okay. So, but when I got there, and then I, I, I'm sure that my my parents looked at it in a different way. Like, dang, now wait a minute. Right. My son just brought home twenty thousand dollars. We ain't never seen it before. We didn't know this music was gonna turn into that. Mm-hmm. So not. And only you the, still in church three times a week? Oh man, I'm I'm the church musician, so I got to be there. I got to be at choir rehearsal. I got to be at Bible study. I got to be at right. The, you know. The, so now they so, trust that you're not in the street getting it because you're uh, always home or you in church with them, so they know what you're doing. They know what I'm doing. Right. And then, you know, it took it took time to for them to even realize what's going on because I didn't even know. That's you know, I didn't. This wasn't a dream of mine. This wasn't nothing I was trying to do. It's just I think God put me in a position of. I know you're a church musician. I know your character, and I feel like God trusts me to be around these people and you know mm-hmm. to to halfway be an example. I, right. That's why I had to start looking at it as maybe that's the reason why. Because I'm around the killer. I'm around the real guys, like the real robbers and right. people that's doing all the dirty, the real dirt. Right. So, but I'm comfortable around these guys. I'm comfortable around them, and they comfortable around me. Mm-hmm. And guys like Gucci. It used to blow my mind because the first thing Gucci would do, like when we'd go to the studio with somebody else, he'd brag on me. Now, Gucci is the robber. This is the guy that, like, you know, you can't even trust him. Right. You know what I mean? Like, he's like the real boogeyman guy. But as soon as we go to the studio with somebody, oh, this is my producer, Zaytoven. Hey, he don't drink, he don't cuss, he don't smoke, he don't drink. <laughs> like, bro, why are you doing it? You ain't got to say all that. Right. It, it was something that made him proud and I understood it made me it matter of fact it gave me more confidence to be like well I got you know be who I am right because people respect that and they want to brag on that right even though people is doing whatever else or however they raise whatever they're doing they might look at me and be like I want to be like that though yeah exactly I I know I'm this way I know but there's a part of me that I want to be like that and Gucci has gone on and you see develop to be like that you see that yeah, yeah. So. yeah. How were you kind of caught in the middle, or were you caught in the middle between Gucci and Jeezy? Because you did so icy, icy. and Icy became 
yeah. catalyst for their beef. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I remember that like it was yesterday because it's my first time having a, a big song, but I couldn't really enjoy it because, you know, what they had going on. Like mm-hmm. I'm at the barbershop. They come, like, Zay, I'm going to come pick you up. Like, I, you know, I want you to be with me. <laughs> but then I got Jeezy like, hey, man, we need this song for our album. And I'm like, well, hold on. I, but I did the song with Gucci, Gucci, my man. But I wanted to be on Jeezy's album because he's the hottest thing in the world right now. He's going right. to have a platinum album come out. So I was just torn in between the two. I know I can't give Jeezy the song because, you know, right. it's me and Gucci. We the one came up with the song we... We rock with each other. He come to my house every day, and I know who Gucci Man is, so I'm not gonna, play, I'm not gonna play with his song. You right. know what I mean? Uh-huh. But it was just like I didn't enjoy it like I wanted to. It's like, man, I wish it can just. I wish Jesus could use it, and I wish Gucci could use it. Right. But they had an issue, and I and I understand, you know, how it went down. That's that's so. that's absolutely hilarious, man. That you are you are behind so icy because the Gucci Man and Jeezy beef was the catalyst for come on son but in a different way okay. and it became because drama was doing something for uh for Jeezy mm-hmm. for his label mm-hmm. and he played some Gucci Mane records at that release party and Jeezy got mad at drama mm-hmm. so I created come on son because I needed a platform to speak about stuff I wanted to speak about and that was the catalyst what? drama was the first person that really got come on son really bad for me <laughs> like how you gonna play Gucci Mane at Jeezy, Jeezy party and that. you know they got beef yeah. and it's funny that things come 360 now here I am doing my come on son podcast out right of drama here. Studio. studio and 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 you know you're the guy that created the, the song like that was the first really big song, song. that, that gucci man had that it's was. the really first big song that we've all heard about gucci man from mm-hmm. how did how did how were y'all able to move your music from just your basement what was that like because i think a lot of young aspiring artists might listen to this podcast and they want to know okay i know i'm good but how do i get heard well, back then it was it was totally different. Like nowadays there's so many different platforms and social media to get heard that you know, I think it it almost waters everything down cuz mm. it's so much. It's like, you know, it's too much to take in. Everybody I know in the world is a rapper, producer or something, you know. Right. I mean, the guy that's the genre, It is it is too no, much to it take in. It's much. like how do you find it? Like, thank God for my executive producer, uh, Krista Hayes, and she puts me on to music all the time. And I'm like, who the fuck is that? Yeah, yeah. Like, where did he come from? Like, I never heard of this. Isn't it like to a point now where it does kind of even it out? Because there's so much out there. If you pop, mm-hmm. you know people are fucking with you. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And Definitely. if you don't, then maybe you need to start thinking so, about whatever. Something else. Yeah, right, doing something, something else. else to do. Yeah. Because it's almost like that there's so much. It's so flooded and there's so much every time you turn around somebody's like your head i got this artist he da 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 i know this dude and he da 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 and i got this and i'm like god damn i can't i don't can't keep up with this and then somebody pops Pop. just like that and uh, you're like where did they come, come from, from. Uh. you know like 21 savage kodak black mm-hmm. uh the kid that just got punched in the face what's his name yeah i can never say his name xx him, XXX Tentacion. Like, mm-hmm. I can't even say the kid's name. Yeah. But all of a sudden, he's got a following. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, where did this kid come from? It's not like 
back in my days when somebody rocked in the park and then you got yeah, in the ciphers and yeah. then you was like, yo, son is nice. Yeah. Like, you know, they running around with this kid named, you know, Jay-Z and mm-hmm. he's up in Mount Vernon battling this kid named DMX and then he's battling LL Cool J yeah. and then they trying to put their money together. You kind of hear about them. It's like dudes are just popping out, out of nowhere. nowhere. How, how does that... How do you keep up with all of that shit? Man, I, just, I, I, I have to keep young guys around me, and I always got to um, go and rock with these young guys. As soon as I hear that somebody is halfway making some noise, uh-huh. I'm pulling up on them. Like okay. I did that with, I did that with uh, Uzi. Like, this is where I first started. You know, I recorded with uh, Lil Uzi. Okay. But my son, my son is 11 years old. And he like Lil Uzi. I'm like, where do you hear that at? Like, who is Lil, like, how, how you, like who is that? Do you realize that being, being the father of an 11 year old, do you realize that someday your shit gonna be old school? Oh, I know it. I almost feel like that now. Okay. I almost, I almost feel like that. Like I can tell by what they listen to. You know, like what my son listened to. And he's like, yeah, you need to work with him or him. Like, well, <laughs> I don't know nothing about it. You know what I mean? But, but when he say that, uh-huh. I definitely take heed to it. Because when he said that, I seen Lil Uzi in the mall in uh, Lenox. Uh-huh. And I bumped into it and I turned around like, hold on. That's the little dude my son was talking about. Hey, let's take a picture. Oh, you finna go to the studio? I'm finna pull up on you. Okay. You know, and that turned into, you got to think, we had uh, Too Much Sauces was like one of the biggest songs that came out. Yes. Last, you know, yeah, last huge. year. Yeah, so, big but record. It come from, you know, I'm taking heed to, oh, that's what the youngster like? Oh, that's what, yeah, they talking about you? I want to work with you. Right. And this is the message that I tried to get across to my listeners, that you have to open your mind up. Hip-hop, the the skill level is not the same. They're not uh-huh. going to rap in 37 million metaphors nah, the way nah, nah. the way we love it. Mm-hmm. The way the way we like, oh shit, Biggie just said we hit makers with acres, mm-hmm. road shakers and Vegas. Yeah. We're never going to get that <laughs> nah, again. Nah, nah, nah. It's it's a different brand of hip hop, but it's still hip hop. Still hip hop. It's still it's their expression. You can't expect somebody that's 19 to express themselves the same way you did when you was 19 cuz it's, it's a different time. Different time. It, uh, how was your relationship uh, with Gucci when um, he started falling on hard times and going to jail and all of that stuff? Uh, me and Gucci relationship always stayed the same. Mm-hmm. Like, me and Gucci is like best friends when it comes to music. Like, we might not even talk about, you know, other sit- real situations or, re- you know, real life experience or nothing like that. But when it comes to music, it's like we 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 best buddies, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's a marriage to our music, and it's it's all we know is when I get in the studio with him, or when it's something about some music, then we know it's gonna be you know a one every time. So right. when Gucci goes to jail, you gotta think I've been rocking with Gucci from the beginning. He didn't been to jail. I don't even know how many times. <laughs> but I always I always record with Gucci. Gucci always come to the house and record. So I know if Gucci go down for six months or this and that. Oh, I'm gonna release some music to keep to make sure the fire's still burning. Like, hey man, Gucci, Gucci still the truth. You right. Know what I mean, and so, he's gotten better. He's oh, man. That's that's the most amazing thing to me about Gucci because I was the 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 uh, for me, the jury was out on Gucci. I was like, mm, do I, mm, I like that so icy record. Oh, I like that one, mm. but do I want to hear a whole album of this dude? Mm, mixtape is out. I don't think I'm listening to that. But he has really gotten a lot better. Like he's actually worked on this shit. Oh, he can rap, and he's like got him. a style. 
You know what I mean? I think a lot of people can rap, but do you have a vocal presence? That's what I was saying. Like, what made me fall in love with Gucci is back when everybody else was saying, oh, he really ain't that good. I don't think he really that good. What he brought to the table for me was just so special. Right. It was just... It might it might sound A B C or it might not sound so intelligent, but if you really listen to it, it's like that's brilliant. Right. You know what I mean? Dude got a style yeah. about him. Like you can rap real good, but you can't do what this guy do. Yeah, absolutely not. It's yeah. just something that there's it's absolutely something special about special. him. Yeah. There's absolutely coming from where he comes from, knowing where he know, it's believable. Yeah. Number one, which is pretty much a lot of the reasons why uh uh, years ago, we all born in the 50 cent. It mm-hmm. was so believable. believable. Right. Yeah. And when you have that pedigree to to come behind what you're talking right. about, it makes it a lot better than some kid that you find out, you know, went to, you know, some middle school or prep yeah. school or yeah. something yeah. and you talking trap. Yeah. You yeah. To me, you can't talk trap unless you live trap. Exactly. And Gucci absolutely lived trap. And he's been through it. Thick and thin, up and down, sideways. You know, coming up with his own brewers and all, all right. kind of shit. You, that makes somebody special when you when you can get something that people latch on to. You can look you can look at Gucci and tell. <laughs> you can look at him and say, "Hey, that's the, whoever, whatever he rapping about. Right, that's him. He, you know, that's for He's real. A, yeah, he did it. And if you've been around him, you will really feel like, hey man, like you almost. I done been in places where anytime Gucci man walk in the room, he controls the whole room. Right, everybody is quiet now. They looking at like. Oh, that's that's him. You know he got that certain presence. Yeah. So, and it makes the rap and the music sound that much better. Right. Where where you you've had so many big hit records, man. Mm-hmm. Where are you now as far as musically? Where are you musically right now? Oh, uh, I'm all man. What's so crazy is the music, especially how it's changing and all the new guys is coming in. It keeps me chasing another hit. Okay. That's what keeps. That's what's so exciting about this music. You know, like I don't never want to live off all the songs I done done in the back in the day, or yeah, I did this song and this mm-hmm. and that. Like if the song hasn't been, you know, popping in the last six six months, then I don't want to talk about it. Oh, really? Yeah, that's just how I am. Okay. Because I'm competitive, and I, I like I see I hear what the young guys are doing. I hear what the you know the new artists and producers doing, and I want to compete. I'm competitive, so I don't want to let nobody just outdo me like that. Uh-huh. Even though I've been, you know, I've been doing it. Since 2004. Right. But I still got that, you know, excitement and desire to have the new hottest song or or the newest, hottest, you know, music that's out. Like, I want people to be like, man, Zay, dang, boy, Zay doing, Zay did <laughs> Yeah, you, you, know want, I mean? you want to put them on notice. Yeah, I want to, that's what, that's what I want to do. Make them competitive. Like, damn, you heard that new Zay, Zay joint? Yeah. I got to get back in the I gotta lab. I got to get back in the lab. Yeah, I, I got to do it. How has the internet and the way Young producers are selling beats. Change the way you make your money, uh, or has it? It it hasn't really changed anyway. Um, making my money, it's like I think people still look at me as the key in Atlanta. Anybody that come to Atlanta, any new artist that's coming up, especially if they doing street music, mm-hmm. they feel like Zaytoven is the key. And when I when I say that, I think they look at me as I'm still. You know, accessible. You can still get in touch with Zay Tobin. You can see him walking in the mall. Right. You, know, you can catch him. <laughs> and then you can say, like, dang, Zay, I want to get a beat from you. How much you'll charge me to make a beat? It's hard to get that from all the big, hot producers. You right. You know what I mean? So it's like, I feel like I'm that meet, that guy, you know, that meeting where it's like, well, I can get the Zay, I can get the Zay Tobin. Right. You know what I mean? And if I work with Zay Tobin, 
all the other producers, I all the other producers are gonna pay attention. Then they're gonna rock with me. Okay. So that's how it's really been. Yeah. So it mean? hasn't affected you these these uh lease this beat for fifty dollars, oh, no, lease no, no, this no, no. for a hundred dollars. Do you would you rather give somebody a beat or craft a beat for a certain person? Because you worked with Gucci, y'all sat in the studio together and you crafted mm-hmm. music for him. What's easier for you and better for you? Uh, it depends on who I'm working with. When I'm working with a guy like Gucci, it's always from scratch. Okay. It's never, hey, man, give me some beats and I'm going to rap on it. You right. know what I mean? And I can have the hardest beats in the world, but it's just like he want to see me make it. He want to be right there, you know. While I'm making it, he coming up with the song and then we ready to record it. Right. And I like working like that with him. You like to craft it for people. I like people. to craft it. But then certain people like, say, like if I work with Future, like if, like if, if you go back to and say, listen to Beast Mode, those songs I crafted at the house by myself. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Because I know, I know how, you know, Future is very melodic and he going to go different ways. So I want to put a different thing to the music. That's why you hear a whole lot of instrumentation, a whole lot of pianos and stuff. Mm-hmm. When I work with a guy like that, it's because I can't put everything I want to do right there while he, you know, watching. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I still make the beats in like 10 minutes. Okay. But, you know, I want to, like for him, he want to say, give me the beat. Whatever beat you give me, I'm going to go right in the mic booth and record it. Okay. So, you know, it's right. different. It's different for It's different, different for, for each one. Who haven't you worked with that you want to work with? I think I don't work with pretty much. You work with Drake? Uh, Yeah, I've got a couple of songs with Drake. Okay, Nicki Minaj? Yeah, Nicki was coming to my mom's basement, just like how Gucci and everybody else. Okay, well, wait, so way back then, the well, early I, Nicki. Well, I was on her last album, too. Okay. On Pink Print. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, yeah, I was there with Nicki way, way, way back in the beginning. Is she the kind of person that you like to craft for? Or is she the kind of person that would rather just take beats and figure it out? Well, girls are definitely different in the studio. So How so? Because they... Girls want everything to be perfect. They gonna they want to take their time. They want to make sure everything is all the way right. So I remember recording with Nikki like, "Hey man, that was straight already." Like you know, <laughs> that sounded good already. Right? No, I you just saying that. Let's do it over. And it's like ah, but those girls you have to sit and craft for them because they so picky. Okay. Yeah. So when dudes is it's when, just a little bit. You gotta different. think I'm coming from Gucci man, where we don't care if we, I don't, <laughs> we don't care if the beat was off. We don't care if you just said a word that don't make no sense. We don't care. That's it. Right. You know, let's go to the next song. Right. <laughs> Get that shit out of yeah. here. Moving on. And then you sit there taking nine hours I with somebody like, like gee. Yeah. On one word, like she just want to change that one little word. I ain't say that right. Uh huh. I'm like, ah. Oh. You like really? Who give a fuck? Yeah. Yeah. But 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 I see. You know, she became a superstar. How she is, and I think you know, sometimes it worked. It worked different for different people. Yeah. It, yeah. It, absolutely. How was uh? How was you working with uh, uh, Waka Flocka? Uh, Waka was just man to see him blow. Man, to see everybody I seen blow up is just amazing to me. Because mm-hmm. Waka was just a guy. He was skinny. And he, I remember the first time we was in the studio with that patchwork. He was like, man, Zay, you, you and Gucci all I listen to. And he was just a fan. He just, you know, he don't care about rapping. Right. You know, he just wanted to, you know, just to be in the studio, so be around. And then it turned into, I remember when he had the song, All Let's Do It. I'm like, man, walking and blew up. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. He's like, it, it was amazing. amazing. I remember uh, interviewing him. For, and, and I was asking him, when's your album coming out? And he was like, I ain't putting no album out yet. He was like, I'm just riding this because I don't know, you know, I ain't, I don't proclaim to be the best rapper. He's like, I don't even know how this shit happened. That's what make it great. Yeah, he That's said, I just, 
You know, I'm riding this wave while I got a wave. I won't put nothing out and it flop and it yeah. be miserable and it, and it be terrible. I just really want to keep on doing what I'm doing right now. Who's your Who's your favorite young youngin up and coming right now? Yeah, man, I like all the different guys because they all got different flavors. Mm-hmm. You know, like Uzi is uh, definitely one I rock with a whole lot. I like Kodak Black a whole lot. Like Twenty One Savage. I like, you know, I like Yachty. I like, you know, I like all these guys, man. They bring right. so much different flavor. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, that I like all of them. When you get when you get in the studio with them and 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 you making music for them, how do you differentiate what what's good for Yachty as compared to what's good for Uzi or what's good for 21 or what's good for, you know, Future? How do you differentiate that? Well, guys like 21, I know the type of music he on. Oh, what is he on? You know, it's street music. It's like he was a Gucci, a real Gucci fan. Like, uh-huh. you know, his first mixtape was Free Gucci. Like, it's, I think it was called Free Gucci or something okay. like that. So I know the type of music he on. You know, I know the type of music he want. Like, oozing them, I didn't really know because I didn't know their music. So it took me to go home and go back and listen to, like, well, dang, let me listen to what they, like, how did he, like how you say, like, where did he blow up or what got people so interested in him? When I listen to his old music, it's like, man, dude, the truth. Right. Like, you know, you, you don't be knowing until you really dig deep and, and go back and be like, why do people like him so much? Like, I don't understand. But then when I listen to the music, I'm like, oh, okay, I see. So that helps me better understand the type of music he like, what type of vibe he on. So when I come and bring him beats, you know, I'm going I'm to hit him right where, where he need to be hit. Right. How yeah. come you've never succumbed to what's around you you don't drink you don't smoke you know you got 11 year old i mm-hmm. see your wedding ring on your hand oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you still go to church okay. three times a mm-hmm. week and mm-hmm. still do what how come zaytoven has never bent to all of that sin mm-hmm. for lack of a better word that's going on around you because it's you know it's, it's not my not my character and you know I, it's how i was raised and like you just said i'm in church 3 times a week so if you in 3 if you in church 3 times a week that means you listening to a preacher and a pastor now what a, a pastor is supposed to do is to speak you know preach to you know preach to you and speak in your life for you to not do certain things or you, for you to live a certain lifestyle now if this keep getting beat in my head every week all the time <laughs> it's hard for me to go do something else Cause it's a, it's like a conviction. Like, well, I know I ain't supposed to go do that. Right. Cause I'm. That's all I hear. That's all I see. I see my mom and my dad. I see how they live a certain lifestyle. I'm in church all the time. I, I know what I'm supposed to do. You know. You know. I know. But what sometimes I'm to do. they told me that has an adverse reaction on certain no, it people. Does. Like they'll be it like, I'm, this church, this, I'm churched out. I'm gonna do this. This. Yeah. And I and that's that happens to probably the, the people that been in church the most. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know I. I feel like it's just some a special, uh, you know, covering that God has gave me to to help me to help shield me from certain things. I ain't saying I've been perfect or done everything right. Mm-hmm. You know, I done done a whole lot of things, but and I realize that I'm in this position for a reason. You know, like Zaytoven being a trap god of mute of, of trap music or rap music. <laughs> right, a trap a church boy. Yeah, the church boy. Right. It's it's a it's a reason for that. It's not you know. I don't think God just put me in this, you know, let me make be successful in this music just to make a whole lot of money. Mm-hmm. It's to be a certain way for somebody else to look and be like, dang, I want to be like him. Or, you know, I want to listen to how he said or what's changed. I done had to talk to so many people because 
parents or people like, man, you talk to my son, my son, now he's smoking weed and he he want to be in his music. But, you know, I was showing him you because you don't do all none of that, you know, and I'm and trying to show And you're still successful. Yeah, and I'm still successful. Right. People, like, you don't have to be that way to be successful. Right. You know what I mean? You don't have to put on what you think is the rap uniform. Yeah, and I don't never talk down on anybody that's doing whatever they doing, uh, uh, you know, because I... Most people I'm around, they they do all, you know, they smoke a lot of weed. They uh-huh. do whatever. They do all that. But, you know, they came up a different way. Mm-hmm. Their examples was different. It's, you know, it's different for them. Right. You know? So all I can do is be a strong, uh, a firm Zaytoven. Right. Know? And either I'm going to influence you or you're going to influence me. And I'm like, I'm the type of guy that's I'm not going to get influenced. Right. So you be around Zaytoven long enough, you're going to look at it. At like, well, damn, I might want to change this. I'm like, you know what I mean? <laughs> right, and because I, I'm not going to bend. I'm not going to bend. And I, and I feel like I have a responsibility, and I always have my mom, my dad, or a, a, a preacher that always encouraged me, like, Zay, keep doing, you know, keep being that same way. Because mm-hmm. people get it, you know. Certain people will get it, and, part, and it'll rub off on certain people. And you're you an example to your son. I get now that's a whole nother thing. Now I got kids. I got a son and a daughter. Right. You know, I had I got little brothers too. So uh-huh. first, that was one of the reasons why I tried to be, you know, a certain example. But now I got my son that, you know, he brags on me. He popular at school because <laughs> his daddy's they told. Him, right. You know what I mean? So he got, you know, I gotta be a, a real, real example for him. Yeah. Who who do you want to work with that you haven't? Have you worked with Jay Z? Have you worked with Kanye? Have you I was just at Jay Z house maybe Two three months ago, mm-hmm. I put up a picture with me and Jay Z, and everybody went crazy. Like, ooh, oh, yeah, because it blew my mind that he called. He was looking for me. I didn't, you know, I didn't think Jay Z even cared about my music at all. But I was in a meeting with Big John. Big John uh, said, "Oh, me and Jay was talking about you." Right. I'm like what? For real? Uh-huh. So he hit him. Jay hit right back. Like, hey man, Zay told him. Tell Zay told him to come to the house. Right. I'm like, what? So yeah, man. So. That that right there was a whole nother confidence booster for me. Right. If, if not one song ever came out that me and Jay Z did, that just me meeting him and you know being with him and talking with him, the time that we had was enough to. So know. have you guys spoke about collaborating on music or was it just like a cool type of? Hey, I just want to meet kids. No, 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 no. Oh, we get it was music. It was about music. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was strictly about music. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so he was like, man, you know, I, I want them pianos and them strings, you know. Yeah, I know what That's what, what I went like. over there for. Right. That's, what, that's the only, you know. Yeah. So. He likes that that melodic stuff that's going to last forever and, and ever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's doing What about Kanye? Y'all ever talk about collaborating? I never did. I would love to work with Kanye. Uh-huh. I've always been. Do y'all know each other? No, nah, I don't know. Oh, wow. That's unusual. Well, Ka- it's. Kanye I'm, usually keep his ear down to the street yeah, to see yeah. who's doing what. Yeah, yeah. I always still feel like, you know, I'm still a, you know, much as I done done, I still feel like a underground or underdog type of guy. Uh-huh. And I don't feel like people are going to reach out or people, they might like my music, but it's not enough for them to like, I want to work with Zaytoven. Uh-huh. And I understand that. And that's cool. That what makes me go hard as I do and make sure I stay in tune with the younger guys. Right. You know, because I feel like that's why I was such a, a mind blower when Jay-Z wanted to, you know, rap with me i was like dang for real right i wouldn't i can't believe that because i don't think i don't feel like they would you know like my or respect my music that much mm-hmm. but it gave that with him calling me then it's like who else who else bigger than that right 
So that, yeah, where can you go <laughs> from there? Where you go from there? Yeah, because that could lead for you working with Beyonce yeah. and, and 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 everybody else. Mm-hmm. Would you like to one day take a step back from trap and hip hop and just go straight gospel? Uh, yeah, I would love to. That's like in the making. I I work with uh, a few uh, gospel artists now. They they uh, gospel rap artists. I just linked up with Lecrae. Okay, you know what I mean. So uh-huh. know, I'm, I'm working my move. Right. What mm-hmm. do you think about? They call it uh, what do they call it? Gospel trap or what do they call it? I've heard it before. I've, I've seen a guy doing it. It was trap gospel. I ain't even, I ain't even heard that. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes they you know people can go overboard with it. Which, <laughs> it's, it's not authentic. Like I yeah. like authentic music, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Now when I listen to gospel music, it's really like. Gospel music is yeah, you know, t- the Tamla Mans and yeah, and, yeah, yeah authentic, so authentic gospel music. Gospel That's what music, I like to hear, so. right? You don't want to hear somebody trying to do trying gospel. Trying to be trap, yeah, it's like uh, over, <sighs> over or a trap beat. Yeah. What, what's the what's the future for you, bro? What what is it you want to do? Uh, I'm I'm really doing everything I want to do, man. It's, it's been a, a real blessing for me to, you know, I'm I'm more of a family man more than anything. So uh huh. To see my you know my family real happy for me to be able to do things for my you know, for my family, it's like, you know, it's more than a dream come true. So everything else is just gravy on top. Right. So, like, what people ask me what I see myself doing in five to ten years, I don't know. That's what keeps me excited about all this stuff. I'm going to continue to do music. I'm going to continue to do movies. I'm going to continue to do books. I'm going to continue to do, like, you know, producer camp classes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But in doing that, something I never thought of come out and happens. Like, I didn't even think about doing that. But, you know, I think, and that's, you know, God does that. He'll, he'll bring things that, you know, that you weren't even thinking about. Yeah. And it'll give you excitement to live and do more all over again. So. Well, man, it was a pleasure having you on the podcast. I sure today, appreciate bro. it, my brother. Brother in the house, man. Yeah. Y'all make sure that y'all show love to this young man, brother, because he is absolutely doing it and doing it the right way. It's come on, son, the podcast. I'm at Lover. That's Zaytoven. Thank you, brother. Yes, sir. Come all right. on, son. We out. Come on, son. <laughs> This Ed Lover podcast is being done in conjunction with Cigars International. Make sure you check out CigarsInternational.com for all your cigar needs. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is produced and engineered by co-executive producers Kimana Paulus and Krista Hayes. Recorded at Mean Street Studios in downtown Atlanta, Georgia, this is an official Loudspeakers Network podcast. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.